This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. The other day, Heartland Institute Research Fellow for Environment and Energy Policy, Linnea Lucan, was a guest on the Ron Arquette Show on KRNS Radio in Salt Lake City, Utah. She was invited on to talk about a new paper she wrote with Heartland's Tim Benson titled Debunking Four Persistent Myths About Hydraulic Fracturing. As Linnea explains, fracking, as it's commonly called, is the process of extracting natural gas and oil from several miles deep beneath the surface of the earth. This revolutionary technique, combined with horizontal drilling, has made America a global energy leader again and created thousands of good-paying jobs. But opponents of fracking peddle myths about damage the process supposedly does to drinking water, causing more air pollution, health problems, and heck, even earthquakes. Hartland was happy to be able to bust these myths on Rod Arquette's show. Have a listen to this brief interview and learn more. All right, remember a few years ago, uh, how much fracking was being credited for revitalizing the energy industry in this country today. But then, of course, came along the critics who were claiming that it was bad for the groundwater, bad for the environment, bad for it could create earthquakes and all those stories but the heartland institute about five years ago came out with a report showing there was no evidence of any of those claims well they have updated that report and have now found that fracking in this country today is safer than it ever has been joining us on our newsmaker line to talk more about that is linnea lukin she is a research fellow at the heartland institute linnea thanks for joining us tonight linnea uh before we uh, you know talk about your study and why it is safer today could you give us an update on the fracking industry in this country today well it's still very active um certainly there are some difficulties uh with some of the leasing and permitting issues a lot of the wells that are already you know under development and everything are still plugging along just fine but yeah there's there's definitely been some roadblocks put in the way by the biden administration but luckily there hasn't been a fracking ban so <laughs> five years ago you went back and took a look at uh safety surrounding fracking and all the misconceptions there are out there you've gone back again five years later uh to take a look at many of the key issues again what have you found out well, I mean, everything that we found out in 2018 has held true or become even more solid in terms of the safety of fracking. And unfortunately, a lot of the misconceptions are still floating around out there. So we're trying to combat those as best as we can. Um, we looked at how they claim that it pollutes drinking water. And again, you know, we haven't had as many problems with um bad casing jobs or anything like that as we used to and a lot of the times people will mistake any drilling activity whatsoever for having to do with fracking um you know when when it comes to the water contamination in the cases where that has occurred it has nothing to do with fracking and has everything to do with a poor casing job on just any old well a lot of the most famous ones that have occurred actually happened from a failure encasing from very old wells. I mean, mm -hmm. like 60 years old, um, you know, ones that they had plugged and abandoned and uh, then something changed over time. So that's been a lot better. Um, the Environmental Protection Agency has done decades long studies. They've shown that air quality has you know, progressively improved everywhere in the country, even those places where fracking has become more common. And same with um, any kind of health problems. 
places in Pennsylvania, for example, that have very, very high rates of fracking compared to, you know, 20 years ago, um, have actually lower health problems mm-hmm. like asthma, cancer, birth defects. Uh, I'm not going to say that, like, fracking is the reason why they have lower <laughs> um health problems like that but it certainly shows that there's no direct causation there yeah now another issue that came up or it still is around is that uh, fracking causes earthquakes which i really find hard to believe but some people apparently believe that what have you found out linnea what's the latest news on it linnea right well so i guess uh we have a global database that tracks earthquakes that are caused by human activity and so Of all of the earthquakes that they have, only 44 of them have been caused or, you know, have been related in any way to any kind of fracking or drilling activity. Um, Only nine of those occurred in the United States, and they're not really strong enough to be felt on the surface by an individual. Just three of them were even strong enough to be felt um, in a way that would be comparable to, I don't know, a truck passing you on the highway or a gallon of milk dropped on your kitchen floor, you know, like nothing that's going to be collapsing buildings or anything. But the vast majority of the earthquakes that are related to drilling activity actually aren't drilling at all, but they are water injection wells that the EPA actually requires um, oil field companies to, you know, dispose of their wastewater in that way. Um, those tend to have much higher pressures than what you're dealing with in a fracking operation. Um, And so they tend to be the ones that are causing some of the earthquake activity. But, you know, some people will look at any data like that and they'll just group it all together um, rather inappropriately, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, Linnea, you point out there, there are even some government studies, I think one coming from the EPA under the Obama administration years ago that pointed out that fracking is safe. I mean, even some government agencies are backing the claims that fracking is safe. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. The EPA has done several very long studies. There was one in um, 2016 that did a six-year study. They looked at 110,000 fracked wells, and they concluded that those operations are very unlikely to generate enough pressure to drive any of those, um, you know, the fluids that you're using in fracking into drinking water or anything like that. I mean, what we're talking about here are... um, Water wells or aquifers that tend to be around the 300 to 500 feet deep mark compared to, you know, 8 to 10,000 foot deep fracked wells. Um, you know, if, if, the, if the rock was that easy to penetrate with fluids, you know, we wouldn't have to frack in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before we get to the rest of this podcast, I wanted to let you know about two fantastic live podcasts Heartland produces every week. We'd love for you to join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, live for our flagship In the Tank podcast. You can watch on the Stopping Socialism TV channel on YouTube, where you can participate in the show in the chat with other fans and also ask questions that we'll address on the air and put up on the screen. And every Friday, also at 1 p.m. Eastern and noon Central time, you can go to Heartland's main YouTube channel. Just search for the Heartland Institute on YouTube for Climate Change Roundtable. Heartland's climate team of Anthony Watts, Sterling Burnett, and Linnea Lucan cover the crazy climate news of the week, debunk mainstream media myths about the so-called climate crisis, dig into energy policy, and much more. The show also often features guests that include some of the leading climate scientists and energy policy experts anywhere in the world. 
there is no show like it anywhere. So become regular live viewers of both of these programs if you are interested in smart, lively, fun, and interactive conversations. We hope to see you there every Thursday and Friday afternoons at 1 p.m. Eastern and noon Central at the Stopping Socialism TV channel and the Heartland Institute channel on YouTube. Oh yeah, we're also on Rumble. See you there. How much pressure? Is there still an immense amount of pressure on the industry to stop it, to make it more difficult to operate? Is the pressure still there like it was five years ago, Linnea? Oh, absolutely. That hasn't stopped. I mean, look, when Biden was on the campaign trail, he promised left and right that he was going to end fracking. And there was a lot of support behind that. And many environmentalists especially are actually very frustrated with him for not actively going out and banning um, what's, you know, one of the largest industries in the world, honestly. Um you know, Utah alone would lose billions of dollars over the next couple decades if fracking were to be banned in just Utah. Lene, a final question for you. Are those who are fracking, are they able to find enough capital to continue? Because are there some banks, some lending institutions that are now reluctant to get into it because of the so-called environmental concerns? Some of it, um, some of it is a little bit more difficult from what I have heard from uh, experts in industry is that um, there are some banks that are more reticent to give out any kind of loans for oil field operations in general. I'm not sure if there are any that are specifically targeting fracking at this point. Um, it's a little bit of a secondary issue when the administration and many of these kind of ESG focused banking organizations are targeting drilling and hydrocarbon use in general. Um, so I couldn't point you to any specific instances or, or numbers on that, but I, I do know that there is quite a bit of pressure um, in terms of getting loans right now. On our Any Hour Newsmaker line here on Talk Radio 105, that's Linnea Lukin, research fellow at the Heritage or Heartland Institute, I should say, talking about fracking and how it's become safer in the five years since uh, there were reports out that it was causing water shortages and, you know, causing earthquakes. Well, say, uh, studies have shown it is safer than ever. 